Welcome back. You're listening to CJLO Radio, 1690 AM, with the, on the get-up with Julia Israel and Lior Scherzer. A new private member's bill was introduced this week to counter misleading advertising in the oil and gas industry. It was proposed by NDP MP Charlie Angus. It's called the Fossil Fuels Advertising Act, and it would ban the promotion of fossil fuels and the production of oil, coal, and gas in a way that is false, misleading, deceptive of its health and environmental hazards. So today we're speaking to Amelia Bellavo from advocacy group Environmental Defense. Amelia has worked on climate and environmental justice issues for over a decade as a community organizer, researcher, and a policy analyst. So Amelia, welcome on the show with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Do you mind first telling us a little bit about your work at Environmental Defense? Sure thing. Uh, so I'm the energy program or energy transition program manager at Environmental Defense. Um, and I focus a lot on uh, ways that we can challenge the fossil fuel industry um, for their misinformation and greenwashing uh, and promote uh, the phase out of fossil fuels as uh, the cornerstone of climate policy. Okay, awesome. People are calling this the oil and gas industry's big tobacco moment. Do you see this similarity here? I think there's certainly similarity, and I know if you look at the structure of the bill, it really does draw uh, inspiration from uh, the bill that banned tobacco advertising in the 90s. It's it's actually very similar in structure, um, so certainly that was an inspiration. And it's also uh, been adapted to meet the moment we're in because there's been a lot of success elsewhere uh, in regulating greenwashing, so France, for example, was the first country to ban fossil fuel advertising uh, or certain forms of fossil fuel advertising in 2022. And we're seeing more and more of this type of legislation and, and regulation um, moving forward because there's a growing recognition that uh, greenwashing is really pervasive and it's blocking our ability to address climate change. This bill is based on evidence that the oil and gas industry damages our health, it causes fatalities, it's destructive to the ecosystem. Even the Canadian Association of Physicians for the Environment has been pushing for a fossil fuel ad ban for years. So can you paint us a picture of what's at stake without this bill with some concrete examples, like telling us how destructive is the fossil fuel industry? So the fossil fuel industry is uh, the largest contributor to Canada's climate emissions in a, within a single sector. Um, so nearly 30% of Canada's emissions are just from the production of fossil fuels alone. Um, but really, most of the emissions associated with fossil fuels, 80 to 90%, are when we then use those products. But fossil fuel companies have a vested interest in maintaining their growth Um and that's, you know, they've, they've made billions of dollars in this industry and there's a, a huge amount of, of buy-in to push to maintain that status quo. Um, but we know we need to transition off of fossil fuels in order to adequately address the climate crisis. Um, so now that even though for decades companies uh, used to sort of downplay or deny climate change, they've really changed their strategy now that climate change is so evident uh, that it can no longer be denied. Um, so now what we're seeing is a lot of these companies pivoting their communication strategies and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars across the industry uh, to claim that they are 
part of the climate solution, that they are working to reduce emissions, and they're sort of promoting this false sense that they have uh, a role to play uh, in a climate-safe future, which they certainly don't, and to continue to uh, maintain their social license so that they can, you know, get what they want from government. Really, they spend a lot of energy lobbying um, for subsidies and to continue to, to extract oil and gas. Um, and they do this because there is that buy-in and because uh, they've cultivated a huge swath of uh, people who are willing to advocate for that industry. So um, now the, the advertising is a bit more pernicious because you have uh you know, groups like the Pathways Alliance that have done a total rebrand on fossil fuel companies to try and sell people that they care about climate change and are working on solutions. Okay. Can you give us some recent examples of false promotion seen in the Canadian fossil fuel industry that maybe we have seen? Or is this something that usually happens between uh, buyers and sellers? No, you've definitely, you've definitely come across it. Uh, Pathways Alliance, they were wrapping buses. They, um, they wrapped the SkyTrain in Vancouver. They have played their ads at the Super Bowl. Uh, there was a bit of a controversy, I know, in Montreal because um, they, were, they were putting out those false advertising or misleading claims about their redu- emissions reduction uh, on Bixie stands. And uh, Bixie then decided to remove those ads because of the greenwashing. Um, There's also examples like Enbridge Gas. Uh, They've done a lot of advertising saying that, you know, natural gas is uh, the cheapest option, uh, trying to expand their gas network. And really, evidence shows that heat pumps are actually a a more affordable way to heat your home. So there's actually an investigation going on right now at the Competition Bureau um, to to have Enbridge uh, retract or change their their advertising and, and call them out for this misleading claim. I see. So I'm wondering, who can promote this false advertising <clears throat> or even false promotion? I'm wondering how big of a part to play does media have, including foreign media, in the false promotion, if media would also be um, banned from doing things like, you know, spreading news like this um, by this bill? Who does this bill affect exactly? Um, This bill really does focus on the fossil fuel industry. Uh, So media right now, of course, gets ad revenue through advertising that comes from the industry. I'll often be reading, you know, uh, just current events around climate and see there this very contradiction scene of an ad from an oil and gas company um, promoting itself as being part of a climate, the climate solution. Meanwhile, you're, you know, reading about wildfires. Um, so it, it affects media in that uh, there would be a shift or change uh, from either fossil fuel companies having to be more honest about uh, what they're advertising, but really not being able to advertise fossil fuel products. Um, so that's one way that it, it does affect media. Um, but another thing, too, I think in terms of the role that media plays in countering misinformation and greenwashing is super important. And some media is really great at, at making the link between fossil fuels and climate change. But I think certainly more could be done within the media landscape to to uh, call out misinformation or to um, 
draw a stronger connection between the causes of the climate problem and what we're seeing when we see forest fires, uh, floods, etc. Right. Yeah, and oil and gas are not the only energy industries with harmful environmental impacts. The pollution from expanding more renewable energies is less commonly understood or spoken about. And I'm wondering if this bill, which tackles greenwashing, could it ever reach um, renewable energy industries? Or is that a whole other uh, situation? Well, there's a couple of ways to answer that question. One is uh, certainly all of our human economic activity has environmental impacts and we should be uh, cognizant of that and and uh, want to protect as much of the environment as we can. But it's also true that both in terms of emissions intensity and uh, ecosystem harms, renewable energy is nowhere near the impact, the negative impact that the fossil fuel production and industry has. Um, so they really are quite different scales. Um, but also uh, the, um, the bill does specifically name fossil fuels, so this bill wouldn't take on you know, that, that next level of, um, of, of targeting, but, uh, you know, who knows what would happen in the future. Um, but in terms of impact, I think the certain, certainly the thing to remember is, uh, yes, renewable energy, uh, any energy production does have environmental uh, impacts, but the scales are, are so drastically different and the stakes are so much higher when it comes to climate change that renewable energy uh, really is a key part of us addressing the much bigger problem. Mm-hmm. And from your perspective as a policy analyst, what's the likelihood that this will get passed? How, how hopeful well, can we be? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would certainly love to see all parties supporting the bill because climate change is, you know, a, a universal issue. Um, but I'm, I'm not particularly optimistic. We've seen an, uh, climate and energy policy be really stalled with the current government. And this bill in particular has a, an, a very uphill battle to try and make it through. Um, but we are thrilled that it was put forward and that it's, uh, it's creating such an interesting discussion and causing people to really look at uh, the amount of money the fossil fuel industry is spending um, and how that is misleading the public. Okay. Thank you so much, Amelia. Um, that was Amelia Bellivo, Program Manager of Energy Transition at Environmental Defense. Thank you so much for coming on talking to us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.